Hey there, everybody. I had a quick upload this morning, a divine inspiration that I ended up writing down, and then I wanted to share it here too, since there's a lot of folks that are here on YouTube or here on my website, but they aren't on social media. And this one felt particularly good. So, okay, here goes. (laughs) I'm slightly uncomfortable putting this here, but here goes. I noticed one key area of, I would say, successful suppression of light on this planet is... So many light workers and way showers feeling like to be spiritual, to truly dedicate their journey to light and or to grow spiritually, they needed to abandon their jobs, careers, and steady income paths. We've been offered that to be enlightened, we must make our soulfulness into our full-time job. For some, this supersedes all other human responsibilities. Then, when, if... Financial struggles struggles guide them back into a more mainstream income source, they often feel like they failed. Like it's a failure that their spiritual passion work didn't succeed financially, that they were not good enough manifestors, etc. I love the idea that we all get paid for what we love, but I don't see Earth as a great place for that goal. We all knew as souls what this place is and how it works. I'm just questioning the benefits of beating ourselves up because we can't make this reality work the way our our ideals tell us it should, especially from a group that tends to dislike shoulds. I'm also unconvinced that we came here to fix this place. It is still a valid mission to come here to be your light amidst what is. Our souls are so wise. It knew this reality. Why does it seem like we are fighting it? Why is mainstream income or getting paid in general some sort of compromise of ethics and cosmic values? To me, it isn't at all. And it doesn't have to be for anyone. But we are powerful enough to act as if it is. And I witness so much misery and far more suppression of divine light from these approaches. We make this journey so much harder than it needs to be by considering donations okay, but charging not okay, by seeing the higher paid workers as lower vibe than the lower paid workers. Please take some time with this one, as it is particularly messed up and sneakily malevolent. By stating some income is high vibe, but other income is low vibe. Income. In. Come. Support receiving, feeling deserving, feeling worthy of, in, coming. Maybe that is the real sore spot here. And if so, please, dear sibling and source, give those sore spots a huge hug because they've probably gotten pretty amazing at deflecting income of any type. Engaging the brain in an overly complex filtering of receiving as well as offering. Our light is eternal, even here. Whether you are an award-winning author, not just in title, but actually getting loads of cash, a gifted healer booked out for months and monetizing that gift, or whether you're a hairstylist, a sanitation worker, an attorney, a Western medicine doc, or a stay-at-home parent, you are a unique and individual light of source, period. You are worthy. You are born valuable. Then we get more acquainted with our soulfulness and we decide that some roles here are unworthy, less worthy, 
and that we are compromising our light by certain ways of earning income. Huh? But wait, <laughs> that doesn't add up. That defies the original premise that we are all worthy, valuable, and actually cherished by God. Do you see the paradox? What the heck is really going on here? Who or what is perpetuating these lies? Who or what is taking such amazingly activated vessels of light and steering them, us, into these very narrow lanes of abundance and thriving, into poverty consciousness, or even poverty itself? At a very relevant level, it is that individual, because they heeded the advice. They took the bait. And they then can reconsider the advice and explore how to be their light with the way this world actually is working, which they knew before they got here. Jesus was also a carpenter, not with shame, not with guilt. I'm imagining his works were amazing, even if it was a roof repair. I'm thankful for my hairstylist. I don't feel he is low vibe because of his career. I'm super grateful for our trash collector guys. And everyone who does their job. This isn't who they are. It's what they do. I know they are also eternally light, even if they don't. Economics will tell you that there are key and even logical components to what drives someone wage, someone's wages up above the norm. Some of these factors are number one, supply. Number two, demand, and I would add to be, nature of demand and how the community opens its wallet for that offering. If there is a profession whose supply outweighs society's present need slash demand, then its wages will be lower. For careers where there is limited availability and ample demand and in which humans readily and even eagerly dole out money for it, then its earning potential is higher. Pro ballers, film stars equals high income due to high demand and limited supply. We pay willingly and in large ticket prices for entertainment, so there are more dollars, a lot of dollars, to allocate to pro athlete salaries and top entertainers of various kinds. Compounding this is that supply can be intentionally constrained by systems of carefully designed gatekeepers. Example is Hollywood's star-making machine, even though there's ample supply of acting ability. Likewise, a carefully designed system can manufacture demand, helping consumers want to open their wallets with feelings of inflated need and or want. This actually happens in our spiritual industry. Savvy marketers, which doesn't have to mean sinister. A common plea is for teachers not high income, despite required high levels of training, due to high demand tempered by high supply, and that there is less and even unwilling forced taxed dollars put into the system of education. I'm not saying I like this, but this is the nature of this reality. Now, those of us in spirit-based jobs, trying to earn an income that is more than a hobby and wanting to positively, positively cash flow are in a challenging position. Demand isn't as high as we need it to be to support all of us out here. Supply outweighs demand. We are a niche. A niche, biz niche businesses need to be extra mindful of investments into our businesses. 
In my client work, I consistently see situations where the spiritual practitioner is investing in in expensive websites, several certifications, training, classes, but without a plan for getting a positive return on that investment, which is fine if they are clear and conscious of this. I'll add a note to that that's not written down. And that's that a lot of times in those same private session um, client situations where it's a fellow practitioner, they sometimes complain that their their spouse or significant other is unsupportive of, of them and their spiritual pursuits and in their spiritual business. And a lot of times what I'm tapping into actually isn't that that spouse or partner is unsupportive. It's that they don't know when the cash flow is going to end. So they just see these endless classes and endless certifications And they're maybe more financially minded, perhaps, than the practitioner thinking, okay, when is this going to end? You're you're spending more than you're getting out of this. And that, by by definition, is not a business. That's a hobby. That's an entertainment. That's education. So it's like, let's be honest with ourselves. It's not a business if if there's no turning the corner where you're trying to make money at it. So, okay. On another point, I'm led to include... Overdue bills are broken promises made to an actual person, not just a company, who believed us when we said we'd pay them. Treat those you owe like the person they are. Every company is a community of actual people and resources they've orchestrated to offer a product or service. Okay, this is getting longer than I imagined. More to come, possibly. You are loved. You are valuable. You are worthy, no matter what. Financial responsibility is just another facet of responding to our abilities. We've got this. Loving you eternally. (laughs) This is Jill Renee Feeler. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.